As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome to the show that explores the methods and strategies on rocking the financial side of your music business. With over 40 years combined experience, here are your hosts, Chris Webb and Dave Tampkin. Welcome to Musicians Tip Jar, where we talk about musicians and money. I'm Chris Webb, joined by my co-host, the one and only Dave Tampkin. Nice to see you again, Chris. We're here to try and give you ways to make money for your music so that the next time your bass player knocks on your door, you don't just pay him for the pizza. Today, we are going to address three more ways to create income now so that you can keep your focus on your music long term and not have to take a job at your in-laws hardware store. Busking selling your merch, and songwriting for hire. Those are the three aspects we're going to try to give you some ways to be actionable right now, right after this. Today's episode is brought to you by Stone Cottage Studios. They believe that music and visual art is transcending, has no borders, represents everyone, and has the ability to lift the heart and soul. They believe that music has the power to unite, enlighten, motivate, and inspire. Stone Cottage Studios provides a venue for musicians to reach their fans through video and audio production right here in Boulder, Colorado. Check out their interview-based artist sessions, live streaming events, and filming and recording projects at stonecottagestudios.com. Welcome back to the show, everyone. Um, you may or may not have heard that Chris wanted to uh, delete some of the things that I said prior to that commercial spot. But uh, I called Chris this week because uh, I listened to last week's episode. And it was uh, really something to, you know, be in our second episode. And when you write songs and you present yourself in a certain way, you want to be able to present it in the best way possible. And one thing when you record music, you know, you have the opportunity to do that and to delete and take more takes. But Chris came back at me and said, I think it's very important to show the vulnerability of what we're doing and how important it is to put ourselves out there and say, you know, this is our third podcast now. And when I said, can we just erase our last podcast and re-record it? You said. No. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm really looking forward to see if uh, he just took out what he said he was just going to take out before that commercial break because we're both learning on this and I think it's important to uh you know put ourselves out there and see how this goes so you might not hear any of this this might be (laughs) (laughs) for not I can't wait for the quote of the week because I love them yes indeed I actually have two quotes this week the first one 
It says, dare to wear the foolish clown face. That's from Frank Sinatra, which I think fits a lot of times as musicians when we're trying to put ourselves out there. Second one, everything is scary if you look at it. So you just got to live it. Mary J. Blige. Thing is that a lot of times we put these people on pedestals that don't allow us to think that they're human beings anymore, right? And that's why I love it when they say these kind of things. It's just like reminds you that, that we've all been there. And, and I mean, here we are trying to get through these first six episodes, trying to figure out how we do what we're trying to do and effectively help other people get through this pandemic and this wherever we are and, you know, in your phase individually of music and money, trying to give you ways to immediately continue being a musician for a living, right? I, I am so afraid that so many people that were successful touring acts are going to now be working at Ace Hardware because they don't have any other way to do it besides play shows, you know? I mean, I just, I'm so scared that art will be lost in so many areas and so many people if they don't have some sort of solution to those. And as your first quote says, you know, dare to wear the foolish clown face, which is why I called you last week because I felt a little foolish in some ways. Yeah. And you're like, let's just do this. Let's go, you know? Right. So, well, and the While truth we're is, putting ourselves out there, hope inspires others. Yeah. So let's get down to some content here. First, we wanted to start with busking. Busking, obviously, is the term used for playing on the street, street performer. It's another term that's often used. But uh, whatever you want to call it, it's when you're out there with your case open playing music for the general public and passerbyers. Uh, we're just going to give you some ideas of things that you want to kind of think about while um, executing your busking. <laughs> the first of which is there are some areas like Pearl Street in Boulder, for example, where you have to have a permit in order to legally busk. Isn't that correct? Have you ever done it on Pearl Street? Um, I have not. I've been too scared to do it on uh, Pearl Street. Mm-hmm. But I do know that uh, you do have to check for permits and, you know, get the city's permission to do it. I I actually did do it one time uh, on Pearl Street when I was in college there. And, yeah, I mean, they they shut me down. The the police came over and said, you know, do you have a permit? And I said, no. And then they said, you're also plugged into city power right there because I had my electric guitar. And they were like, no. So, you know. And did hey, you say, me... but listen to this. <laughs> Jimi Hendrix. And then... <laughs> and then they were all lighters out. <laughs> yeah, no, but I learned that lesson pretty quick. And it's actually really easy to get one. It's not like they try to, they're not trying to be mean by this. They're trying to regulate so that, you know, a violin player and a bongo player aren't five feet from each other, driving each other and everyone around them crazy, playing totally different music, Right. So it's more yeah, about just kind of there is so, but with so much crime going on in Boulder that I'm just <laughs> glad the police are there to regulate the beautiful sounds of Chris Webb. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't hold it against them. I probably wasn't playing very well either. So the next, the next thing after you've checked on the permits um, is picking your location. Now, again, these can be connected. Sometimes places will have a permit will give you a set spot at a set time. That actually can happen. But more often, 
you're just going to improv by finding a spot where there seems to be pretty good traffic, the type of people that might be interested in hearing your music and setting up shop and playing. Um, choosing high traffic spots and locations is probably the the best place to start. Um, you certainly don't want to play in my neighborhood because the only people that go by are teenagers on their bikes. Um, you know, so being in an area, it really does matter. And that's obvious, but there's other places that we can perform on. I thought you actually brought some of these up. Yeah. Well, underneath the streetlight for one, just so you can be seen is important. And two, while you're using the city, electricity, if you do have a permit, bring a smoke machine. It, all, it always brings people around, shows that there's something going on here, you know. And a third, I would say, strobe light. Ooh, I like this. Yeah, and then a little sign that says, um, don't have an aneurysm or a... <laughs> yeah, not responsible for aneurysms or heart attacks. <laughs> High traffic places, but, you know, being the open, streetlight's important. And I think also, uh, if you can, you know, the less gear, the better, just so you can move freely. But right. uh, there are some, you know, gears like uh, we were talking earlier about the Bose S, the S1 that, you know, doesn't need electricity, that you yeah. can plug in your guitar and a vocal and just have small amplification if you need to. There's probably a lot of places where they they won't allow you to use amplification, so you kind of have to have a plan for that too, right? Yep. Which is um, crazy with Pearl Street, just because there's so many restaurants up that street. Right. But if you're going, like if you're in Chicago and you're playing the subway, probably don't need amplification. Right. You definitely need that permit. I mean, that's such a great example of where it's done really well. And there are people that that is their living in places like New York, where they yeah. do that in the subways. I mean, yeah, I love that. That's where the community kind of reacts in the best of ways. I mean, maybe it's not always the best of ways, but at least on the YouTube video sensations that you watch. It's the best of reactions that you could ask for, for someone putting themselves out there in a subway, trying to play what they can do, you know? When you're out there performing, of course, we, you know, as we spoke, if you're the drummer playing right next to, like, you know, somebody playing their acoustic guitar, you know, like, let's have some respect for our fellow musicians and not play over each other. That's just some etiquette that, you know, should be obvious, but we just want to say it. Um. You can reach out to also any outdoor event spaces in areas where, um, you know, maybe it's a newer community. They haven't really thought about having live music or people haven't started busking in that area. You never know. Um, they might be super willing to have you come play in their outdoor area and, you know, just collect the tips. You don't even have to ask them for money, like especially if they start having you every week and it's going really well, you know, you could turn into a paying gig. You never know how those things kind of go. So cities, towns, public neighborhoods, um, obviously a lot of farmer's markets now have music on them all the time. Usually that's a paying gig, but sometimes it's not. And sometimes you could be on the outside corner of that thing and not even be really affiliated with it and still be performing without bothering anybody, right? Matching your environment, another thing we kind of wanted to mention. Um, this is another obvious thing too, except for that sometimes people overdo it one way or the other, right? Like people, yes, it's Christmas time right now, but people do not want to only hear Christmas songs, right? Like, but obviously playing none at all or not being prepared for anybody's request for a Christmas song is a bad idea, right? Don't go busking during Christmas and not have any Christmas songs in your set list or even, you know, in your repertoire. Signs with the names of your PayPal and your Venmo. Um, even one of those, what do they call the scanner symbols? Is there a name for those things? 
you know, that you can hold your phone up and it scans it and then you just click on the link. Oh, QR code. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So having your QR code on a big enough thing that people don't need to get close to you, right? With COVID right now, like people do not want to touch hands or share, you know, money hand to hand or any of that, or I don't even really want to collect money to be honest. Like it's, you know, it's, it was always dirty. Now it's just like added layer of it, you know? So having that QR code, on a big enough screen that they, or a big enough piece of paper that they can just scan that and venue. I mean, I, I do a lot of gigs where I get Venmo tips pretty commonly over the last year and a half at least. So I think that, you know, it's definitely something that is acceptable and it's become more acceptable now. They don't have to touch or interact at all, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Make it big, make it look professional so that it, you know, looks nice and they would think about it and, course then the last part of that is just don't suck <laughs> know your material that's right like you know you gotta be entertaining or nobody's gonna tip you if you're not entertaining you know what i mean and and sometimes as musicians we have this strange juxtaposition where we're artists yet we're introverts like that's a very common combo and i and so you know you put yourself in an uncomfortable situation and you really have to push to be entertaining sometimes to them like you can be in your own little world but it's not going to gain you much tips and that's what you're there for really honestly at least in yeah. this discussion <laughs> um you know last week we talked about um live streams and i did one on the today's the 10th the 5th and they asked for a non-secular christmas song so right before we went on for the live stream, I had three songs and I'm like, well, I have to come through with one. So I learned uh, Santa, no, not Santa Claus, uh, Frosty the Snowman. I played it and then I played two of my own. And then Anne came home later that night and I played it for Anne. She goes, mm, not your best work. <laughs> not your best work. And uh, because we're doing this every week, I thought I could have probably started the day before. I probably could have owned it a little bit more and showed yeah. up and practiced it and mm. been ready for it. I think I did okay for what, you know, I had to right. do for three songs, but definitely know your material. If someone's uh, kind enough to ask you to play it, or if you think that um, you deserve some tips while busking, show up to perform and kick some right. ass. And that's something I did not do on Frosty the Snowman. Right. But I'll, I'll play it for you next week during our podcast I, and we'll I see. I just it, can't but. wait. Just can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> so you wanted to mention something else about twitch right um but another another area of busking if you yeah, don't want to leave if, your house if well if you are leaving your house i think and you're gonna busk and you're a little bit nervous but you feel like you need a little bit more of that confidence to show up to something different than you're doing because we're bringing up ideas just to go out there and put yourself out there um it's easy to buy something to clip your phone to and live stream that busk and do it for an hour, do an Instagram live stream and double up on it and That's have great, people. Great and you can get feedback if you're not getting feedback from the people that are walking by on the street or that we're used to playing for an audience and people are just going about the, you know, their business. At least you have your fan base right there saying, this is something different. This is cool. You know, Right. Love that song. So you can feel a little bit more connected than you might if you're going out alone and um, promote it. So you're going to go busk on Instagram or Facebook and say, I'm going to try this for the first time if you haven't done it before and say, love for you to show up and, you know, say hello while I'm out there on the street by myself. 
I think uh, asking for that support, people are willing to give it because they're probably in a situation in their in their life where they could use some support too. Right. I love that. And if you want a list of different places where you can live stream, refer back to way back to episode number two. <laughs> All right, moving on. The second thing we are going to suggest you do to make some money right away would be to sell the merch in your closet. Now that's just sort of the term I came up with to describe this, but it's a pretty broad area. In fact, uh, it may not be in your closet. It might be in your crawl space, might be in your attic, might be under your bed or your significant other might have thrown it out. Who knows? But you're going to go find out and you're going to see what you still got. <laughs> and you're going to bundle that all up together and kind of figure out, you know, this is just another way to let your fans support you. Let your, you know, let those people that like your music support you and um, give back to you in a way that's not, um, not just like a freebie, right? Like we don't, we're not here to, to get donations. That's not, that's not what we're, we are not going to do that. Right. Like that's not okay to do. We're not, I mean, that's when you go get a job at Ace Hardware, right? Like that's, that's what you do to make money. And that's what we're talking about is this is not quitting. This, this is ways to keep you from quitting. Um, so, creating those into bundles and into packages with signed, you know, if you have CDs, you can sign them so that they're a little bit more personalized. You can write letters to them directly on there. Um, we all have boxes of CDs. And when you're saying bundles, you're saying grab a CD, grab some stickers, grab a t-shirt, grab a hat and right. say the hat is 25, the t-shirts normally 25, the CDs 10 or 15. And you're saying for all of those, Sell them for 30. Right. Exactly. You know, give, save. yeah. Okay. Just being clear. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, that's a great point because the other part of that too is that some people maybe, maybe didn't know you had those things. And if you go through that whole list and then they find out that you can get it all in a bundle, I mean, they're going to, they're going to take the bundle. Right. You know, and also, you know, before we go too far, when you're looking at these things, you know, you got to make sure you're paying attention to the shipping costs because, I've made the mistake a few times where I sell things and then I find out my shipping is about 60% of the cost of what I sold it for. So um, you got to watch out for the cost of shipping when it's coming from directly from you. I was going to say I made the mistake of shipping my pants once. That was, I mean, that was expensive. You know, I mean, less expensive than shipping my bed. But if you're going to ship your drawers or ship your bed, ship your drawers. (laughs) It's true. (laughs) <laughs> especially um, if you're going through a cleanse never want to <laughs> ship your pants when <laughs> going through a cleanse um shipping is very important um i think you know we were talking earlier about different services and bands um band camp has great you know situation where they throw on the shipping for you no problem so the end user can see, see what it costs and they take care of it all so they just send you what as humans we're naturally driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed when i was looking to hire someone it was so slow and overwhelming i wish i had used indeed if you need to hire you need indeed Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. The profit is. And you don't have to worry about that. So that might be, you know, but I've never tried to ship my pants on um, Bandcamp. So yeah, so but Bandcamp would have to have that merch. Is that correct? Already? Um, you don't because you keep it, and then Bandcamp just tells you what the order is, which is awesome. Oh, gotcha. So it's just a way if you're not gonna, you know, set up your own Shopify or Squarespace or um, Banzoogle. Um, mm-hmm you're going to be able to use that, just put in the codes and then they pay through Bandcamp and then nice. you just ship it out. Yeah, that's great. The other way to get that word out there um, is going right back to the situation where we can live stream. Um, all of these things can be combined in their own little bundle of busking while live streaming, while bringing your merch, selling your merch at your busk, selling your merch on the live stream and, um, I recently was watching uh, another local band up in Fort Collins. They were doing a live stream selling the gear that they don't use out of, you know, their practice space. I mean, they they had all this nice gear that just wasn't getting used anymore. And they decided this was a good time to sell it. And so they were signing it, you know, and, and then people would just bid on through that Facebook app. I actually don't remember what the app was, but they were able to just bid on it and then it was just going to get mailed to them. And I thought that was the coolest thing because you hear the band just telling you stories about different times they played that, where they bought this or what they used it on the recording session and all these cool things that they did with the equipment. And now they're, you know, now they're selling it to their fans who are probably a lot of other people who either want to play or do play, you know, it's not just your shirts. is what I'm going to say, or your <laughs> pants that you can ship. Auction on. Yeah. Uh, Instagram just opened up within the last uh, 20 days um, for you can take a link for wherever you're selling your merch and make shops on Instagram Facebook Mm. has had that for a while but now you have it on Instagram which is Mm. very new so um, put on the link where you sell your merch put it on the top of your Instagram page nice Um, and also besides your merch and your old instruments and gear. I mean, you can sell the original papers that you wrote lyrics on, you know, you can sell custom video messages. Um, and by the way, you know what, this will be in a later episode, but you can certainly sell lessons too, or one-on-one, you know, sessions with other people, you know, about how you songwrite, whatever the topic, you know, like you have all these services that are products to these other people. Um, so that's a, we'll, we will do another episode about lessons um, and teaching, but I just wanted to put it in there because if you don't have merch, these are other things you do. You could sell your pants, you know, and ship them. Sign your pants and well, then ship them. You know, every, every one of us that have been playing for a long time, we have CDs underneath our couch, our bed, in our closet. And... Right they've become almost worthless if you don't sign them 
or use them as a, a greeting card or a thank you card to say, thank you for supporting me. Thank you for being there for me for these years. Thank you for buying a t-shirt. If right. you have nothing else to give away when someone buys something of yours, sign it like a CD and say thank you to that person. Put their name on it and show them that you appreciate them because they have nowhere to play that CD. <laughs> their car doesn't accept it. Their laptop doesn't accept it. They know they have a phonograph. They have a, you know, they can play records in the, in the room, but nowhere to play that CD. So I joke around like, you know, we have music for sale. We have coasters for sale. Our coasters are the CDs. You can put coffee, <laughs> put your coffee cup on it. But really, I think um, it's still something that you can just give thanks with it and, you know, put them out there because you probably paid a dollar fifty, right? You know, if you bought a thousand of them. So yeah. give them away, make someone stay a little brighter and thank them for appreciating what you do because without them, you wouldn't be able to do it. That's true. Yeah, unfortunately, like I had a whole box of t shirts that um, got put in the giveaway bag at some point last year. And brought over Goodwill, you know, and that 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 was like one of those oversights where I was like, I mean, I I should have given them the CDs. <laughs> um, but somewhere there's a family of eight wearing Chris Webb band T-shirts, <laughs> and they're they're all mediums. <laughs> yeah. they, don't, they don't fit everybody equally, but they're a little bit warmer. Yeah, it's right. holiday season. They're t-shirts. They're not, not warm. Um, <clears throat> last thing too about this is that you want to make sure that your site's set up to accept sales, whatever that site might be. Like you said, Bank Camp um, is a good way to go. And then obviously there's a whole plethora of other options that will be in the notes. Uh, I want to add to this. If um, you don't have t-shirts, you don't have merch, you ran out before this pandemic, and you want to try out some new logo ideas, some new merch ideas, everything from maybe coffee mugs to um, pillows to beach towels to sweatshirts, hoodies. Um, I put a bunch of different websites you can go to in the notes from printful.com to teespring.com, Society6, Merch Bar, Printify, um, Scalable Press. You can do one-offs and your mark. Margins aren't the same if you bought in bulk, but if someone wants just one t-shirt, you can make that t-shirt for them. And right now it's about just giving back and maybe you make, you know, $10 instead of $17.50. But there are ways that you can still sell merch if you don't have it right now. Yeah. And they're just made to order. So check yeah. those out and we can have another uh, podcast about that later, but just yeah. wanted to throw that in there. Yeah. I love the idea of a, a no warehouse, you know, merch store. I mean, that's certainly going to be in our more advanced episodes, but definitely a great point that if you're willing to put that energy into it, like you said, like you don't need to have anything. That is a big, big point. The last section we're going to talk about is writing your songs for other people. You know, being a for hire songwriter is actually um, pretty easy to do, at least to put yourself out there. Uh, there's a lot of sites. Um, it doesn't mean that you have to be a songwriter either. You can be any instrumental, um, any instrument can be hired to obviously add tracks on to other people, which we have lots of friends that are 
all various different, you know, instrument, uh, and they all, I can send over tracks to my drum friend and he can record tracks at his house. Like it's certainly something we all can do. So, uh, we're just gonna list a couple places where you can go and post your service of, um, creating brothers. The first, uh, most commonly used one is Fiverr, right? Um, where you can pretty much add any service you want up there. And um, it's pretty easy. I've, I've created an account there, and it's, it's quite quick. Um, Upwork was another one. Uh, Songfinch, um, which now won't get off my Facebook feed since I signed up for that one. Um, so I know that they're doing good with their Facebook ads. Um, and it's really impressive, actually. And I don't know how they're actually making that much money because some of the things were like, 50 bucks for a, a song. Um, all of these will be in the notes of the episode um, with links oh, for everyone. So I'll check the, the notes out after this. It's your job to put them up there. So Song Finch. Sound Better is another one. Uh, Air Gigs. It's much better than Sound Worse. <laughs> you heard of that website? <laughs> Hire us to Sound Worse. Yeah. <laughs> Competition was astounding. <laughs> and the last one we were going to put on there was air gigs. And again, all of these are going to be in the show notes, so you don't have to be scrounging for a pencil while you're driving. Uh, but and one thing you can do is offer this to your fans too on your email list. You know, great Facebook. You know, are you getting married? I'm not. Let me write a song for you. Yeah. Is it your anniversary? Did you forget? I'll save you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 50 yeah. bucks. That's the best deal of the, of the day for that person. But seriously, I mean, even if it is an instrumental, you know, melody, I mean, some people don't want lyrics in, in a song that they're going to use for a certain, you know, uh, I, I had a song recently used for somebody's trip to, uh, I think they were going to Scotland and they made a YouTube video of all their pictures from their family trip. And, you know, they paid me 20 bucks to use one of my songs. And I was like, absolutely. You know, like, and I wasn't even advertising that. They just emailed me and asked me. So, I mean, the, the fact is that if I had just been asking people if this, they were offering it as a service, I bet I probably would have gotten a lot more of those and I still could. So, I mean, those opportunities are just sitting there. We just have to think of putting a little effort into them. Um, we have, Creating a page on your website, which is kind of what we meant by saying put yourself out there, um, to offer your songwriting, part writing, um, create page package levels. This was something also I've done too. Package levels so that you offer writing the song. You also can offer, you know, like within that I offered three edits, you know, so I'll send them, send them the song and then they kind of say, well, yeah, but we never went to Hawaii, so... Okay, use that line in the song. So okay, I'll change that line. So you know, you do three edits till they get it to good good spot, and then you can add to that with you know add-ons would be things like add a high quality recording of like a live recording of you singing it and playing it on a single instrument, or adding instrumentation. You know, which a lot of us can do these days. Um, adding a studio musicians could be another option in which case you could hire some more Fiverr people to help you out. And so you don't even need to know people. You can literally just third party out the drums and the bass and everything to make it just the way they want it. So they could say, I really wanted a, a you know, an accordion on this song. And you'll be like, no problem. <laughs> I know someone. 
but you don't. You just know Fiverr, and there's going to be somebody <laughs> who plays accordion on Fiverr. So really, you could seriously, you know, make that into anything that somebody wants, and you know that it just keeps adding on to the price. Um, so that's just another way of of using your talents and your equipment for making money. And when you say add this to your website, it's not something that you necessarily have to add to the header of your website. So if someone's coming to your website as a music fan, and maybe you don't want them to know this is part of your income basket, you can still make that same page that you're talking about and not have it highlighted. So you can put that URL into Fiverr or whatever service you're using and those people can still go into your website from that page, but it's not linked elsewhere. So I think that's important just to note that um, the other ways you diversify your income, you can still use your webpage for, but you don't have like the main URL for say chrisweb.com. It's not listed there, but it's a subdomain that you can advertise. That's great. And you can also send it in an e-blast. And if you have your e-blast organized, you can send it to only people in certain areas or certain age groups, right? Depending on how you have your e-blast organized, which will be another podcast. <laughs> yeah. Especially with ads, like for only people that are engaged. Yeah. There that, you, go. you know, right. You don't want Facebook to target people that are married or, you know, so many jokes right now. I'm just going to stop there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Hopefully, like of over everything else that we're talking about here is that we're giving people motivation and real, making them, reminding them that we live in the most accessible area ever to, to be in your, stuck in your home and still make money, right? Even as a musician, that's still true. Like it's never been more accessible to make music for other people, sell music, you know, play music, sell merch, um, all of these things that we're talking about and teach uh, all from your home. So hopefully, you know, really it's just a matter of first accepting the fact that like, it's still up to us. Like there is no, there is no uh, victim stuff going on here, right? Like it has to be us that makes that move. So we're going to give you some uh, four simple actionable steps that will hopefully get you moving on some of these ideas from this episode. Number one, you need to check and make sure that your online store or whatever your sales system is set up and ready to go. So, and if you don't have one, check out Bandcamp. Yeah. Bandcamp is the easiest way to go. If you don't have one set up yet. Number two, pick a spot, a site or uh, a website. If you aren't leaving your house and busk for an hour, um, you can combine that, with your online store um, and combine it with episode two about some of the tips about how to do that too. And buy a smoke machine. <laughs> and buy a smoke those, machine. Those are just on my notes. <laughs> Number three, ask for the sale. And that's obviously something musicians are terrible at doing. We often make that sound like we're victims of, of people not spending money on music. But I think often we don't ask enough. We don't remind people that we have these products, that we have this way for them to support us. And if we just ask, if we just offer the service of writing a song for someone, if we just put that out there in our world around us, on our, on our social media, in our e-blasts, 
um, then we can't expect there to be much coming back at us, right? Agreed. So, so make sure you promote what you're trying to do and be willing to put yourself out there and ask for the sale. And the last one, number four, is post your service on your website or create a service section like you had mentioned um, that allows people to be able to go there. It needs to be simple. And that's, that's kind of why I made it number four is that if people are going to give you money, you can't make it hard for them to do so. <laughs> right. And that's why, that's why we buy such crap from Instagram because it's so easy. Right. I mean, I regret everything I've ever bought on Instagram. I have a moon pod because of Instagram. Yeah. I think I have one of those too. I'm so relaxed. That's <laughs> the only purchase I've enjoyed from. Yeah. Right. But it was really easy to buy, right? Especially at like 1130 when you were just about to fall asleep and somehow you still managed to hit that buy button, you know? So I just want people to think about like, what is the simplest way that I can create a system for people to give me money for a service and, and try to keep it as simple as you can. Anything else you'd like to add with that, Dave? The stars on the ceiling from Instagram. He bought that, and he's been talking about it for weeks. Yeah, no, the the one that just like screenshots it up to your ceiling with music. Oh, okay. Oh, so for the last thirty-five minutes, that's the only thing I need to add to. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Don't ship your pants, and get the Milky Way on your ceiling. Well, if you want to give us some feedback on Dave's jokes or any ideas for future <laughs> don't podcasts. Do that. Please don't do that. <laughs> no, no feedback necessary. You can connect with us at musicianstipjar.com, musicianstipjar at gmail will be the best email to get to us. As always, thank you for joining us. And remember, it is our reactions to life's challenges, our resolution in the storm that defines a lifetime. So until next time, big thanks to Dave Tamkin. I'm Chris Webb, and this is Musician's Tip Jar. Nothing on this show should be considered specific, personal, or professional advice. Please consult an appropriate tax, legal, business, or financial professional for individualized advice. Individual results are not guaranteed, and all discussed strategies have the potential for profit or loss. The hosts are operating on behalf of Musicians Tip Jar LLC exclusively. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.